So I first saw my uh, father's family tree when I was 16 years old. It was a magnificent thing. It stretched back to the 1700s. I had, all, I had grown up in Toronto, Canada, knowing, <laughs> yay, Toronto, <laughs> knowing far more about my father's side of the family than my mother's. Um, all I knew about my mother was her mother and her two brothers, and that's it. So of course, when I saw my father's family tree, it really kind of highlighted the blank area in my head of her side, and I really wondered about it. So the last year of high school, I had to do a special project for my English class, and the, the topic was anything you want. So I blanked and went to my teacher, Mrs. Terpstra, and um, for some reason, I don't know now why she did it, but she said, I think you should do a project on the Inuit. So um, I went to the library and did research, but nothing that I found really said to me, spoke to me about what it meant to be a Nupak, which is kind of like the unspoken question in my head and my heart. And um, so anyway, the presentation went really well. And afterwards, Mrs. Terpstra pulled me aside and she said, Jennifer, I think this is going to be a turning point in your life. I was really happy about that. And some time after that, I thought, well, I guess the only, t the only way I'm going to learn, learn more is to go to Alaska. I had no plan. I was 19 years old. I just figured it would happen somehow. And it was then that I had my first waking dream. It was as if a big giant hand was reaching out from the sky and going around my back and pulling me up in the direction of Alaska. And I felt that connection in my heart. And somehow, I knew that no matter what I did with myself, I would end up here. And that instinct was right. Second semester of my third year of college, yeah, um, in 1996, I arrived in Fairbanks, Alaska. Um, one month after I arrived, I was invited to a party for Inupiaq women only. The conversation was really loud, and I got into a really serious conversation with a friend of mine named Patty Oxaktark. Hi, Patty, if you're listening. <laughs> anyway, um, so we couldn't hear each other very well, so we went into the only room in that trailer, and that was the bathroom. She sat on the toilet seat, and I sat on all the clothes piled up in, the coats piled up in the bathtub. And at one point, she said to me, Jennifer, you are in it back. It's in your blood. It's in your bones. It can never be taken away from you. Always be proud of it and never let anyone make fun of it. And in that moment, I felt that connection in my blood and in my bones just tingling away. And it was amazing. I threw myself into all of my Alaska Native classes at UAF. And one of these classes was an Alaska Native art studio class taught by Alvin Amison, if some of you know of who he is. Um, anyway, one of the projects was to sew a pair of baby Yupik mukluks. And so there I was sitting around a square table with some other women sewing away. And it's very methodical, so it's kind of a Zen experience. And I started to think, wow, my great-grandmother and all of my ancestors on that side, they, they all did this. And at that moment, I had my second waking dream. 
It was as if I could feel my ancestors from the top part of my spine, one after the other, all looking down at me. And in my mind's eye, I couldn't see their faces, but I could feel their presence, and it was powerful. So I had come to Alaska with very little knowledge of my family, of course, and all I had was a little blue piece of paper with three names written on it. There was Sarah Holly, my great aunt, Dolly Holly, her daughter, and Alex Holly, Dolly's son. I found Dolly within three weeks of coming to Alaska, but did I call her? No, because <laughs> I was really afraid of what might happen or what might not happen, and so I delayed. And it took me until midsummer to finally work up the courage to call her. And then within that conversation or the next, I had travel plan plans to Kivalina. August 1996, my last year, or my last month, uh, rather, in Alaska, our little plane approached Kivalina. And I had to pinch myself that it was actually happening. And in the next moment, I panicked because I hadn't sent them a picture of me. This was before Facebook, right? So, like, they didn't know what I looked like. How were they going to recognize me, right? And so we landed, and a couple four-wheelers came up, and they got my bags, and, you know, they said hello, and not, not very much else. And I got on the four-wheeler, and we headed into Kivalina. And then I was like, wait, how do they know where I'm going? They haven't asked me. <laughs> so then we arrive at my great-aunt Sarah Holly's place, and fairly soon after we get in the front door, she goes right to the CB radio because that's how they communicated back then. No cell phones. Um, and she announced the arrival of her long-lost great-niece. Welcome, 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 welcome. All the people from Kimolino are welcoming me. And then in the midst of all of that, there was an elder. She said, I remember playing with your grandma a long time ago, and it gave me shivers. I did a lot that week. I visited all the way around Kivalina, every house, eating Sailor Boy pilot bread crackers <laughs> and tea until I was way too full, and racing four-wheelers down the dunes on the beach was a lot of fun. I didn't have a driver's license, but there I was. <laughs> um, but the most important activity was sitting down with my great aunt drawing up a family tree that stretched back three generations and included so many relatives. A few years later, on a plane ride out of Nome, which is where my mother was born, where I was visiting, I had my third and for the purposes of this story, my final waking dream. I looked out of the window of the airplane and I saw this big book slowly closing. <laughs> I didn't know if it was the end of a chapter in my life or the end of my journey, and maybe I'll never know. But I will tell you something I do know. Uvanga aposugalu agayugalu. Kivalinik mi Portland, Oregon mi aningarunga. Makardi kuyat. Angayukaka, Mickey McCarty Lou, Willard McCarty Lou, Suli Atataka, Minajean Wurtzlu, Jack Willoughby Lou, Suli um, Dale McCarty Lou, Lee McCarty Lou, Ataga Stella Aposuk Baldwin, 
Kivalinihmi. Koyana, thank you. <laughs>